New details have emerged from Desiree Reed Francois's exit. And from a contractual perspective, I got to say, this has me questioning Desiree's savvy a little bit. Maybe the board of curators was right all along. Well, let's not go nuts, but I do want to tell you what I'm talking about coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and a proud owner of NVIDIA stock. Yes, own it, don't trade it, people. But coming up on today's show, I got to talk about Missouri's two best shots at actually getting a victory the rest of this basketball season. But before I get there, I want to remind you, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And believe it or not, I got to start with Desiree Reed Francois again. I, I was threatening to be done with this topic my last episode. But you know what? The newest details that have emerged here are just a little bit too juicy and interesting for me to pass up. According to Bruce Pasco over at Tucson.com, Arizona donors are going to cover about $1.5 of Desiree Reed Francois' estimated to be about $2.5 million buyout. And here's the interesting part. They, quote, expect her to undertake best efforts to reduce or eliminate the buyout. So that $1 million difference there, well, for what does that mean, the best efforts part? How is that going to satisfy Arizona? Is Desiree Reed Francois supposed to come begging to the Missouri Athletic Department with her palms up in the air saying, can I have some porridge, sir? Is that sort of thing, is that going to be enough to satisfy Arizona and have her cover the entire buyout? Because a million dollars is uh, a lot of money to anybody, even somebody like Desiree Reed Francois, who probably makes more money than just about anybody who listens to this podcast. Well, except us one percenters, am I right? But seriously, folks. You know, a million bucks? We we hadn't had this settled already? See, that's the bizarre part to me. And, and when it comes to best efforts, again, what are we talking about, Hurt? Is that literally just her picking up the phone call and asking a couple times? Or are we talking about legal efforts here? Because if we are, if we are talking a legal type of thing here, potentially looming between Arizona and Missouri, well, there's a couple things to consider because legally, what's really important here is who broke the contract. Because if Missouri fired her, then they would owe her money. They would owe her the buyout process. But unless she and Arizona want to go through some long legal battle as if the process is the punishment, right? As if, oh, Missouri, you're going to go, okay, well, we don't want to go through some legal battle, so here you go. We'll give you the buyout or some smaller amount that we come to in an agreement. But hold on. Here's the problem with that whole notion. Wait a second. It's the Arizona Athletic Department, 
athletic department that is in dire financial straits here. It's the Arizona athletic department that is $177 million in debt. Meanwhile, just a couple weeks ago, Missouri got a check from the SEC for its annual cut of revenue for just over $50 million. So again, if Arizona's in bad financial shape here, as frankly this whole situation I've just laid out before you tends to indicate, well, DRF is potentially on the hook here as well. If they aren't satisfied with her best efforts, I suppose, in order to recoup some of that buyout money. So then to me, if the process is the punishment, well, that means the pressure is a heck of a lot more on Arizona and Desiree Reed francois than it is on Missouri. Now, some people are out there saying like, oh, it's just a million dollars. Heck, Missouri just got 50. Who cares? That's just the cost of telling her to go away. But I would disagree because as far as I can tell, from a legal perspective, I don't think Desiree Reed francois or Arizona has a leg to stand on. So if I were Missouri, I would call their bluff. There's no way that Arizona is going to want to go through some long legal process. Or Reed Francois herself. She doesn't have the money for that. Has Arizona even, have, have they promised to cover said legal battle? Again, a lot of speculation here. I'm just saying, if you're if you're thinking this all through, what are the reasons that Missouri should pay Desiree Reed Francois a buyout that she contractually and legally, as far as I can tell, is not owed? Unless, and here's, here's an unless here, unless Missouri was so dumb as to basically fire her without firing her. In other words, in emails or something of that nature, some type of smoking gun that would make a, a, a lawyer, a lawyer could make a case that her job from a legal perspective was untenable. That type of thing. To the point where somehow Arizona slash Desiree Reed Francois and their team of lawyers, whatever it might be, could argue a breach of contract on Missouri's side. But I'm just telling you that's going to be a really hard case to make. Again, unless there is some type of actual email, a phone call, a voicemail, a text message, some type of digital smoking gun there. And again, has Arizona promised to cover any of that stuff? It would seem not, considering their current situation. Missouri obviously has the much deeper pockets in this particular situation. For the love of God, just call the bluff. If they have no leg to stand on, then call the bluff. I wouldn't give them one red cent. I really wouldn't want I really wouldn't. And while it is clear, I think, at this point that she was more or less told to leave, find an opportunity, or just felt like, hey, this is clearly no longer the place for me to work. And you can have sympathy for that, but again, this is a legal argument. Where's the proof? Where's the text messages? Where are the emails? That type of thing. I do have to find it amusing now, all the people in my comments section on YouTube from Oklahoma fans to, of course, Arizona fans as well, saying, oh, what are you talking about? Arizona's the better job. I mean, you have got to be kidding me, really, on this whole buyout thing. Like, oh, make your best efforts to go get some of that buyout back from Missouri. I mean, that is that is amateur hour stuff at best from Arizona. How is that not settled before she is put ink to paper and 
and been introduced down in Tucson for the job. I, I mean, now maybe she's pot potentially on the hook for this money. Listen, I like Desiree Reed Francois. I really do, but that is quite the fumble if that actually potentially happens. And a pretty bizarre moment from an athletic department that's had plenty of them the last few years. And if uh, the Missouri Tigers are going to win a doggone basketball game this year, well, the odds are it probably better happen one of the next two Saturdays. So let's talk about Missouri's chances at Bud Walton Arena tomorrow in an injury update as well. But first, let's talk about our newest sponsor here on the podcast, and it is I bought a, you know, grocery bills these days are so incredibly expensive, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. You see, the average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cost, that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to attend, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And thanks for telling a fellow true son or daughter that this show is free and available wherever you get podcasts, including on the SiriusXM app where you can listen to the Tigers playing at 11 a.m. Central tomorrow, by the way, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Check it out on the app or on your radio, di- in your radio dial, excuse me, channel 380 to hear the local Missouri feed. And when it comes to the, the Tigers tomorrow, you got to say that along with Ole Miss at home a week from tomorrow, well, those are by far Missouri's best chances at a victory here, though, if you look at it on paper over at KenPom.com, the Tigers, a slight underdogs in each of those ball games. Five, minute, five points is the spread tomorrow, three points for Ole Miss. So, yes, nothing easy with five games left for the Tigers whatsoever. And to me, if the Tigers are going to win tomorrow in Bud Walton Arena, first of all, always a tough place to play, even when Arkansas is obviously not very good. That place might be, I don't know, two-thirds full tomorrow. That's still probably 10,000 people, though, so it's not going to be easy whatsoever. And while obviously this has been a tough season for Eric Musselman and his squad, too, one thing he showed in the previous game, if he sees a weakness, he will attack it. And I think, once again, you just look at this game on paper statistically, Arkansas, one of the best teams in the country, at drawing fouls, and defensively, Missouri one of the worst teams at giving up free throws on the other end of the court. So I think we saw in Columbia, Arkansas just relentlessly took that that ball into the paint off dribble penetration over and over and over again. We'll see if Missouri has an adjustment or an answer tomorrow. I think Jordan Butler has definitely improved 
his defensive positioning and anticipation and, and everything else over the last few ball games. So I think this will be a pretty good test for him tomorrow evening. I wish I could say that I felt confident about Missouri's chances tomorrow, though certainly with Sean East back, you got to feel a lot more confident because once East had left, well, Missouri had gone from a very frustrating team that would be in just about every basketball game before not having quite enough in the end to a team that would basically get blown out by 20-plus every time they step onto the basketball court. So obviously the Tigers have a chance here. Odds are they probably, on again, on paper, I'd say they'll probably win one of these last five basketball games. But boy, it's just hard to have any confidence in them doing it right now when they have zero proof of concept. And by the way, one injury update here for Missouri. This according to the Tigers. Freshman Trent Pierce will miss next week of action after undergoing a successful ear procedure this past Tuesday. Pierce is set to resume practice early next week after a short-term recovery process. So again, just so many weird things for Missouri this year. A One of your most promising young players has an ear infection and misses a ton of time. Pierce had a lot of hype this offseason, just couldn't quite get into a rhythm, along with, of course, John Tanjay gets hurt. Caleb Grill gets hurt. Connor Vanover, of course, gets the weird Portsmouth Invitational three-game suspension to start the year. So he could have been maybe eased along a little bit into the team, possibly a little bit more comfortably. Hey, unfortunately, that didn't happen. So again, just been a, a weird season for Missouri on every every level. Not trying to make excuses for Dennis Gates by any means. I know he, he Lord knows I've probably been as vocal of a critic of Gates's defensive strategy this season as much as anything. But my goodness, this has just been the year from hell on about, I don't know, 15 different levels. I tell you one beautiful thing about the new NCAA football video game coming out. Actually, it's called EA Sports College Football 25. Well, to me, the beauty of that game, one of the biggest pluses, always was it made the offseason shorter. That game would come in the middle of July, right when you're just dying for any type of football. And for me, that would definitely satiate my my desires for at least about six or seven weeks or so until we got actual real-life college football. So it's great to see all of this hype coming. And I do just want to quickly actually clear up a little bit of confusion. I, my, one of my best good buddies, big-time Mizzou fan, was playing golf with him yesterday, and he said, boy, isn't it cool that Luther Burden is on the cover of the game? Well, hold on. Let's pump Let's pump our brakes just a little bit here. That was just a Photoshop, a graphic done by the Missouri Athletic Department, just putting out some hype there for Luther Burden, for the game, and a very good Photoshop at that. It was obviously convincing enough to fool my buddy Jake. But you know what? Luther Burden, hey, he could be on the cover of the game. Who knows? There's a lot of details coming out right now. Who exactly is going to be on the cover of the game? Will that be a current college football player would be one of my biggest questions because in the past, they used to always have a guy who recently graduated or went to the NFL would be in the game. In other words, a senior from the previous season would be on the cover for that season's game. So if that's the case, 
hey, I've got a pretty good suggestion. How about Cody Schrader? There's a guy who was basically the story of college football in 2023. I think Cody Schrader would be a tremendous guy to put on the cover. And just, I don't know, a guy who's one of the great stories of all time in college football, a great representative of the sport, of the university, of everything else. To me, a perfect guy to put on the cover if you're going for a guy who left the game last season. To me, it's Cody Schrader. But hey, Luther Burden, not going to complain about that one whatsoever either. He'll be one of the stars of the sport for this upcoming season. So I think, hey, either one would be a great addition to the cover of the game. Hey, let's get some regional covers too. I think that was a great idea by Maggie Johnson on Twitter, the big Mizzou fan. You know what? I, again, I, as I told Maggie, I don't know what the logistics are on, on EA Sports end. Not trying to be dismissive whatsoever. It's just saying, but I think her, from a consumer's perspective, somebody wants to buy the game, I love it. If you could just get, basically, if you could get a Mizzou cover or, heck, if you could, if you had a son, you could put your son on the cover of the game if he's opted into the game, that type of deal. How cool would that be to have a real physical collectible like that? I think it's a brilliant idea, and if EA Sports could actually execute it, probably too early for this season, maybe next season, that's really something to think about because it's not just the actual code, the disc, the video game itself. To me, it is that physical collectible element that that case is too. I think the fact that my buddy got Luther Burden being wrong there on the cover of the game, well, I just think that shows you there's some excitement there. If Burden was on the cover of the game, I think you'd see a lot of Missouri fans who aren't even necessarily video game players that would pick themselves up a copy someday just to have one to put on the shelf. And speaking of great stories and great Mizzou football players, obviously Brady Cook would be a strong candidate to be a cover athlete for the NCAA 25 video game as well. And you know what, Brady, one of the first players to announce he has opted in to the game next season. So we know we'll be seeing Brady Cook's name, image, and likeness in the video game this summer. What about the rest of the players? Well, we'll just have to find out, but we do have a lot of interesting details about the game, and I'm going to give you some more of it. Coming up here in just a little bit, and we'll talk some more college football as well. But first, I want to tell you about FanDuel because it's time to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks. If your team wins and you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props and more. And you know what? You look at the NBA landscape to me, look at the futures. I don't know. It just seems like it's the Nuggets or the Bucks to me. I, I understand the Boston Celtics look great when everybody's on healthy and together. I just can't trust Chris Stapps Porzingis to make it through an entire two months of playoff basketball. I just can't see it. So to me, it's the Bucks or it's the Nuggets. And to me, the Nuggets are the significant favorite right now to repeat. But no matter what you think, you got to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. It's FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So according to The Athletic, Brady Cook 
is expected to be one of more than 11,000 players from college football who are expected to opt into EA Sports College Football 25. And apparently those players will get $600 and a copy of the game. They opt in simply through an app, the Compass NIL app on a smartphone device, and basically you're in. Your name, image, and likeness will eventually be uploaded one way or the other, perhaps I don't know, more more uh, more prominent players like Brady Cook, I would imagine, may get a better likeness treatment than, say, the, the backup punter, that kind of deal. But really the most notable part of this, some people might think, ah, oh, 600 bucks, that's nothing, that's not really a whole lot of money. And fair enough, I suppose, but in the big scheme of things, Ultimately, what was really important is that all 134 FBS teams are in the game. To me, that's the biggest announcement of all because while, yes, it's great to be able to see Brady Cook's number 12, the Cook on the back of the jersey, maybe even that nice mop of red hair sticking up when he has his helmet off on the sidelines during the game, all that's awesome to see. I would love to see Luther Burden in the game, every single Missouri player on the roster represented as a fan, as the occasional gamer at my advanced age these days that I am. Well, I'd love seeing all that. But again, as Jerry Seinfeld famously said, in sports, we root for laundry. So that's the most important thing. The laundry is in the game, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? Missouri has maybe the most laundry options of anybody outside of Oregon in college football. So not only will we be able to play with all of the uniform combinations Missouri's worn in the past, ah, yes, we'll be able to come up with all new types of combinations, say like, oh, hey, take this helmet that we wore with this combo. We'll swap out these pants for these pants and yada, yada, yada. Basically, infinity combinations and beyond if you're a Missouri Tiger football fan looking to try out some new uniform combinations for NCAA football 25 coming up. Cannot wait for that personally. And finally, when it comes to real football, at least off the field, well, it appears that some sanity is finally going to prevail here as SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey is saying that the league is socializing a proposal that would fully make December a dead period and move the early signing period for high school players to the Wednesday ahead of conference championship weekend. Now I could maybe quibble about that last detail there about where early signing period should be, but in terms of making December a dead period, well, my goodness, did that need to happen? Because when the portal is wide open in December, before bowl games are being played, in the middle of bowl practices, and yes, oh, you're still recruiting high school kids too and bringing them in for official visits and all this kind of stuff, it's amazing that, frankly, there aren't just high school, there aren't just college coaches that are that are having health events on a regular basis or maybe needing some extra counseling because they're getting zero sleep and probably losing their minds. I mean, honestly, the, the schedule the last couple years or so in December has been absurd. It's something I've talked about here occasionally on the show, but again, this seems like a rather logical move for Greg Sankey and hopefully the rest of college football to make here. So, 
I applaud them for that because at a certain point, as I've been pointing out, so many more the trend of college coaches seeing that the heck with this, I'm either going to retire or go to the NFL or something where I can just focus on football. That's a trend that really needed to be addressed on a bigger scale, and it looks like we're finally seeing some steps to make this to make the quality of life for these guys a little bit more realistic. I think that's a good thing, obviously. So anyway, thanks as always for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Hopefully it's been a good thing that you've joined me here once again. And hey, how about for your second listen? You know what? Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Again, that's Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of today with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.